Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. And this is Megan. And we have Mike Jones from Grand Thumb with us today. How are you, Mike? I'm doing I'm doing wonderful. You're I gotta use wonderful. the I gotta use the mic. I'm getting used to <laughs> I that. Little poof. I know. It's a little poof. Poof. <laughs> It's very cute. I do yeah. Very it's, cute and fluffy. It's it's very interesting. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have this discussion. Um and happy to have you guys out in Idaho. Thank you for coming out to the ranch. Hope you guys like it. It's pretty relaxing. It is incredibly beautiful out here. It's a it's a place I've never been. Uh, a part of the country I've never been to, so it's God's country out here. It is it's a lot of hills, a lot of mountains. Hills. It looks nothing like our studio. No, so this is a new setup. Very fun. We're in camping chairs, just kind of relaxing. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> so, first question. Ready. Why do people call you flannel daddy? <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> hard hitting man. Well, so when I first started my videos, um, I. Uh, I think I look good in flannel, so I wore a lot of flannel because um, I, you know, I think it was, I think I have a long neck, so I think sure. it like helps with it. Sure. So that's a joke from all my guys who used to serve with me. But uh, the uh, yeah, I just wore flannel a bunch, and then people got to make it weird, so of then course. they started calling me daddy, and then they're like, no flannel daddy. So I actually hate the name. Uh, uh, I kind of gathered. Yeah, that. yeah, but it, people still do it. But you know, mostly they get shouted down now. Yeah. Usually, people say flannel daddy, daddy, and they're like, if you, if you call another grown man daddy, like, <laughs> you need to like, yeah, fix yourself. Sure. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it started because I wore flannel in every video, and I regret <laughs> everything. I hardly wear, wear flannel anymore. Maybe it's like internal like yeah it's ingrained in your in your because head. i know the minute i wear it they're gonna be like oh flannel daddy yeah like no i'll never wear flannel again never again <laughs> god please so no we burned all the flannel it's, it's no longer exists. <laughs> i still wear them but just you know like oh. on dates with my wife or yeah that's about it yeah not yeah. on camera anymore you guys no. ruined it yeah it was ruined you guys ruined a good thing wow well today <laughs> we're gonna ask mike about some very important two a related questions and just see where the discussion leads um do you think that more gun control would reduce mass shootings no uh, so it, it's funny right because if i look in the media right now if i pop on the tv it's gonna be like there were 400 mass shootings already this year but one they changed the definition of mass shootings so can people think of that when you think of a mass shooting what do you think of a, a lot of people yeah. I would think of uh, a, a pretty catastrophic event, but it's yes. not. It's not even a catastrophic catastrophic event anymore. In fact, people don't even have to die for it to be considered a mass shooting. And in fact, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't fit that typical definition of people would think. As a whole, violent crime has been falling, even since even you know through everyone thought it was because of maybe the assault weapon ban but it's probably just due to the fact of we're in the information age people know more people life's pretty good in general mm -hmm. so people really just don't want to kill each other that much so violent crime has been falling uh, even after the assault weapon ban ended um that bill clinton instituted like everyone was like oh my god when this when this ends you know oh look a butterfly <laughs> wow uh, you're like hey when this um that means everything i'm saying is true <laughs> when the assault weapon ban ended everyone was like oh like violent crime is going to shoot up but it didn't violent crime continues to fall so violent crime is falling continues to fall but the media would have you believe that we're in a we're in an epidemic mm. of, of violence and that these assault weapons, these assault rifles are perpetrating them. So is gun control going to uh, curb that? No, because the gun control focuses on something that doesn't really affect that, yeah. although it is heavily publicized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, should I go on a tangent on this? Yeah, go yeah. for it. So when we talk about what, so what, what weapons are typically targeted in, an, in a gun ban? ARs. ARs. Yep. Yeah, AR. Assault rifles. Assault rifles, assault weapons. So let's talk about what those are first yeah. because assault weapon isn't a typical term used in the gun world. Right. Assault rifle is a military term. Assault rifle um, is a intermediate uh, caliber weapon that is select fire, i.e. automatic. So this originally came from Sturmgewehr uh, from the 1940s from the German military of the MP44 or the STG44. Uh, one of the first assault rifles that was developed there were ones earlier all my gun nerds out there are going to say that but it was the first kind of really popular one so assault rifle is a term but in general due to several bands that have been put into place getting an automatic weapon is incredibly difficult um, they're heavily regulated they cost a, a significant amount of money now upwards of 40 to fifty thousand dollars because there's so few of them in circulation because whatever was made they're not making any more therefore if you want to buy one that's transferable it costs a lot of money mm -hmm. 
So in general, you typically don't see assault rifles ever used in crime because they cost like 80,000 fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. So people aren't going to commit a crime with that. So the, the gun lobby came up with this term assault weapon. This is fairly new. And they've coined that term to fit in our semi-automatic AR-15s and AKMs and all these different rifles that we have now because that sounds like a very scary term, right? God, who are we, what are we assaulting? My God, you know, mm-hmm. the, the world is ending. But if we actually look at the numbers, what's really cool, and I really have to give credit to the FBI for this, is they do release their crime statistics that breaks down gun violence. Yes. Based on what you see in the media, what would you expect um, these assault weapons? Like how much, what percentage of crime would you expect them to, to encompass? All of them. Yeah, based yeah, off of what they all say, of all it, of all them. All of it, right? That, yeah. would, that would seem to fit the narrative. But in fact, rifles account for less than a single digit percentage of, of, of gun deaths. And, in, and the subset of rifles, which is assault weapons or semi-automatic rifles, account for even less. So we're talking a, a minute percentage where shotguns are over them and the vast majority of crime is committed with, everyone knows this who is in police work, handguns. Yeah. Why do you think that is? They're easily accessible, even if they're illegal. Exactly. Well, they're accessible they're and, and they're, they're tiny. Yeah. If you're going to commit a crime, you're probably not going to hunk around a giant rifle on your back. If you have something that you have handy on you, it's probably yes. going to be a handgun. So let's break these numbers down a little bit further because it gets a little bit more problematic. Um, of all gun deaths that occur, about half of them are suicides. Mm-hmm. This is a whole other issue that we could get into and that I would love to talk about at some point. But I mean, clearly there is an issue if we have that many suicides occurring. You know, someone taking their own life is that means they're in a very dark place, um, whether it be from mental health or from economic circumstances or God knows what. There is an epidemic in this country um, among our population of people feeling lost, of them feeling sad. And that's a whole different topic. But suicide accounts for nearly half of all gun deaths. Now, the rest of those gun deaths occur uh, primarily with pistols. Mm-hmm. They can't make up the vast majority of those deaths. Now, with those pistols, um, everything's lumped together. Self-defense. Uh, uh, crime, everything, but the the vast majority of this crime is is committed in metro 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 areas, right? Dense cities, of course, because uh, you have an epidemic of poverty occurring in these cities. So when we talk about what the real problem is, I mean, assault weapons is so low on the list. Why are we spending so much time? Why are they spending so much of their time and energy trying to ban assault weapons when it really wouldn't have much of an impact? It's a question. Yeah. I, I think ultimately it's about control mm-hmm. when it comes to banning assault weapons. I don't I don't believe that it's for the greater good. I think it's about control because assault weapons or semi-automatic rifles, whatever the fuck you want to call them, I don't care. Mm-hmm. These are weapons that can resist the government, right? The whole point of the Second Amendment has to go deep down the rabbit hole. The whole point of the Second Amendment when it was originally written in the Constitution was to resist a tyrannical government. Mm-hmm. Are we going to encounter that? I highly doubt that. I think that we're armed as hell right now that the government is never going to do that because I believe we have a very fiercely independent, fiercely thinking population that would never allow the government to overstep and they would not because of just the way we are. We're Americans. That's that's in our blood. But that's the reason it's in place to ensure that that government never oversteps its bounds. We're one of the only countries that has that. Every other country can step on their people. Yeah. And we are running, they're running into tons of problems now. We're the only people where we can, it's written in our constitution. Hey, if you got a problem, shuck them off, go to the next mm-hmm. one, right? It's awesome. I love it. So it's about control. Yeah, I agree. As I go down the rabbit hole, but <laughs> here we are, Grantham. Welcome. To, <laughs> welcome. I think there's a lot of rabbit holes yes. to go down. I know there's, there's a lot there. Sorry about no. tangent. It's a great uh, answer. I think a lot of things are about control. Yeah. So great answer. Second question is what do you think politicians have wrong about assault rifles? Because we've been seeing a lot of this on the media. And like you've said, they've been attacking. Sure. AR. Sure. I think that's a really good question because I, we've talked about this before. And mm-hmm. I, I talk, me and my wife talk about this all the time, but it's, it's a good way of saying it. So like foster care, right? Foster care is social work is a, is a issue this country is facing. What do we do with our children who don't have parents who are fit or who don't have parents at all? How do we take care of them? Mm. I know that there's a problem, right? I know that there's an issue, but I have no experience in foster care. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you a good answer on it. So this is what it comes to politicians, right? Politicians who know nothing about firearms 
legislating on firearms is a real issue. It, it is a real issue because they, they, on a fundamental level, they actually don't understand what they're legislating against. Very famously, when a politician was um, putting out her banned parts list for, for her firearms, she, she said that um, a barrel shroud would make a weapon uh, an assault weapon or it would be banned. And somebody said, well, what is a barrel shroud? And she said, um, well, I, uh, she wasn't quite sure. And he goes, just answer the question. What do you think a barrel shroud is? And she famously said, is it the shoulder thing that goes up? Oh, so she was completely unaware of what she was banning. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're going through scary terms and they're just trying to ban whatever they can kind of get their hands on. Yeah. So when it comes to what they have wrong, they just misunderstand completely what these rifles are and what their purpose is. And the entire purpose of these uh, assault weapons, of these AR-15s, is that they're meant to resist the very people who are trying to legislate against them. Mm -hmm. So that's a very big catch-22 for me. How can the government legislate firearms when the whole purpose of firearms, as detailed in our Constitution, is to ensure and keep our government in check? Mm -hmm. The entire American political system, how everything works, our government works, is it's all about checks and balances. Okay. When you start imbalancing that, you're going to have an issue firearms are the balance against the government yeah. or as a lot of people like to say and i think it's probably a more apt term is the second protects the first the mm -hmm. first amendment the first thing the, the the founding fathers wrote is they said this is also a joke so i'm paraphrasing from a really famous comedian uh comedian they said you can say whatever the fuck you want and then they're like but you might want to have a gun if you do that yeah <laughs> right because it's true yeah. you want to be able to protect your right to say to have that freedom of speech yeah. that's going to yeah. be very important so what do they have wrong? They just, on a fundamental level, they misunderstand the weapon itself, what their purpose is, and that they actually can't legislate against them because it's it's uh, unconstitutional. Therefore, it is illegal. Yeah, I yeah. think it ties into the whole checks and balances, mm -hmm. and it does come down to control, and that is why we have the Constitution and our amendments to protect these things and something big that we've seen attacked, not just two-way, but it's our 4A, which backs the two-way. We've oh, seen this attacked point. during COVID. And this is something that's being attacked on a lot of spectrums, but we see it most with two-way because this is a huge issue and it is something in our constitution. That's interesting. I, I never actually thought of that. Do you, can you can you expound upon that more? So a lot of people I'm sure aren't familiar with what the, the Fourth Amendment is, for example. Yeah, so the Fourth Amendment, I don't quote me verbatim, but I know it's like when the government steps in. Right to protective privacy. Yeah, right to protect privacy. And it's like the government can't step in and take control over your amendments mm -hmm. and your freedom of speech. And it does support the checks and balances. Yeah. And so this is something with COVID that came when they were mandating like the government can't overstep onto a business and tell them how to run their business if what they're doing is constitutional. But we saw this with COVID where they were forcing business owners to vaccinate their employees and they mm. overstepped the 4A. It's interesting. I hadn't, actually, I, I hadn't put that in a constitutional perspective. So for me, that was that's actually pretty illuminating. Do you think that they, they do this intentionally to scare people into thinking that they might do something even though that they can't because of a constitution that bounds them to be able to not to do that. But they have overstepped. They've already had. They've but already it's because people have went along with it is what I'm saying. I think it's a great test. Because they scared mm -hmm. everybody into it. Yeah. Technically, the, the Daily Wire didn't do it. Yeah, but that is because they went and fought the Supreme Court. That was a big court case that they paid for, that yeah. they fought against. Had they not done that, they would have had to bow down as well. That's but sure, a lot of because money. they wanted to fight it. It was a lot of money, it's but it was tough. worth freedom. Yeah. It, and it's like the businesses, it's their decision to go out and do that and put that much money into it and put so much into that fight. But they went out and did it. But it also saved a lot of other businesses because they won. That's they awesome. fought the Supreme Court. But I think it's... We see that one little thing, like you can't just take away one amendment and then everything's fine and we still have freedom. Once sure. you take a one, away one amendment, we don't, we're losing freedom. So it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think the two-way has to be supported by the other amendments. And just like you said, like the freedom of speech is backed by other amendments and it's kind of like a domino effect. Well, sure. And I, and I think you brought up a really interesting point, both of you, but to, to kind of segue off of it for a moment, when we talk about like how they trying to scare people, I think, I think a lot of these, um, whether it be laws um, against firearms or laws violating our privacy or mandates or mandates or yeah. anything like that, I think it's a, it's a great test bed, right? It's what what can they do, and what do we what do we push back against? 
Yes. And I think it, what was really interesting to me was how quickly um, the media was able to get us to fold. Mm-hmm. That's what's most interesting to me is how fucking powerful mm-hmm. a couple actors talking mm-hmm. on a camera with a black and white filter were and how quickly that affected people um, and how, how there, there was very little critical thought and mm-hmm. any critical thought that was brought out was, was quickly, it, if you're familiar with 1984, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a brave new world. I mean, yeah. it was a brave new world. God, <laughs> if you're familiar with like 1984, um, it, it's this idea of like a wrong think, right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, we were, if if you didn't go along with this narrative, you were ostracized in many ways. Um, we lost, I know me and Ash lost a lot of friends who, um, you know, fell in different ends of the political spectrum over this stuff because people were so, they got so, you know, attached to this idea of you have to wear a mask. And if you don't wear this mask, you're not working together and we have to work together as America to, to fight COVID yeah. and you're not working with this. Therefore you are a, terrorists your maga trumps for whatever whatever the yeah. hell it was i don't i don't care but it, it was interesting how quickly people folded wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. that scared me a lot yes and and that's that's why i bring that up it's like it's a mandate it's not a law yeah and yet in the military it was treated as a law yeah and i don't i'm out of the military now so fuck it but uh <laughs> in the military psychotic yeah it was absolutely psychotic. Yeah. I was getting, uh, at the time, medically discharged. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to have to get vaccines when you're medically discharged. Um, and I won't get too much into it on this, but um, it was extremely, extremely intense. Um, so my friends who um, fought it all the way to the end, they got discharged over the vaccine. And some who didn't were forced to get it, um, ended up having a lot of problems from it. So, Yeah, my stepdad had to get it. Yeah. And there was just no other option. Mm-hmm. It got crazy. Yeah. It got really crazy. And if you worked for the government, I'm, I know, I'm sure some viewers do here. Yeah. Um, it was insane. Yeah. And it's not about the fact, like wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's the fact that people wanted to fight to protect our constitution and yeah. our amendments and our rights. And that's what the fight was about. It was never about, well, it's lame that you're wearing a mask or I think it's stupid that you're getting a vaccine. It was never about that, no. but it's about protecting the freedom that we are privileged to live in this country with. But I think enough enough fear porn from the media <laughs> can yeah. scare the shit out of people enough to sure. be like, well, it's not about the constitution. It's about saving yeah. old people. and the, People are dying. And it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, by the way, zero flu cases this year. Flu's gone. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No flu. So what do you have to say about just like the fear overriding the constitution? Because that's what happened with COVID, right? Yeah. Like, well, screw our what we built this country on, everyone has to go get the vaccine and it doesn't matter. And it totally just blew over our rights. So in these times, like how, what is like the contrast here that people kind of just gave up on our constitution? Is it more of like an understanding and education of the constitution of what our rights are to stand against it? Well, so there's a, there's a lot to go into there. So I'll I'll say a very famous quote, which is uh, I prefer dangerous freedom to peaceful slavery every country runs differently. And what has made the U S so interesting as a country is we're one of the very few countries that grant our citizens so many rights, right? We can be out on my ranch right here and we can shoot guns as much as we fucking want. We can own pretty much every fucking firearm we want. In fact, our constitution states that we can resist the government if we want. That is in very stark contrast to almost any other country that is currently established in the world. That's very much so discouraged for people to know that they can fight their government. That's insane. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have something very unique here. We've, we've built an amazing country um, that has done incredible things. And now we're at this weird tipping point where it seems like, it seems like we've, we've lost a lot of that gumption that made us who we were, whether that be from men, not being as aggressive as they should be Mm -hmm. and not being, told to be men. We've lost our way religiously. We've lost our way morally. And because of that, we've become deluded as a people and as a country. And we've lost what made America so great, which Mm -hmm. was that we're different from everybody else. We're very different. And now people that we've lost a lot of that identity of what America is. Now people say, well, why are we so different? Like we're, this happens and this happens in America, but this doesn't happen anywhere else. 
And that's dangerous, right? Because we're where we are, we're so successful as we are because we are different. It's our, it's our great strength as the United States of America and we're 100% losing it. And we're now in this dangerous point of homogenizing with a lot of these other countries and the way they think. Mm-hmm. But I look at those other countries and I see a lot of fucking problems right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Yeah. And so I think, I think a lot of it goes to we need to regain what made our country what it was. We need to start teaching our kids and teaching our youth and having that, that great pride and joy in our country that made us what we were. There's so much me and how do I get my student loans forgiven and how do I do X, Y, Z versus um, JFK, as much as you might not agree with them, ask not what you can do, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. What happened to building countries? What happened to working towards something? Yeah. yeah. Know, That's a, a great it's, point. It's, it's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And I think we're reaping the benefits of uh, concentrated media campaigns and concentrated campaigns perpetrated by who knows who knows what for what reason maybe it's because hedonism is fun right mm-hmm. it's cool to do whatever the fuck you want because hedonism yeah. there you have pleasure in the moment yeah. and fucking great but there's a difference yeah. between pleasure in the moment and long-lasting life joy yeah and people forgot that mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting you say that because yesterday in the car on the way here we were talking about how countries it's easy to describe cultures of different countries but now in america it's how do we describe our culture <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's It's, like uh, entitled. Yeah. (laughs) Entitled. We don't have tradition anymore. We don't have values anymore. We don't have morals. We don't have religion. And that is something that builds culture, right? Like Mm -hmm. you look back on history when you think about your American history class back in sixth grade, like what we talked about was religion, Christianity, what people were doing on Sundays, what villages were built on, what jobs men were working. Sure. Like this was something that poured into our culture. And now when you kind of dissect that, we have nothing. We have men that are women, women that are (laughs) men. Everyone wants to put on a flag who they have sex with. And it's like, this is not culture. Who you have sex with is not culture. It's not identity. You don't identify yourself in sex. You identify yourself on morals and values and things that are strong and build roots. Well, 100%, you kind of do identify who you have sex with, but it used to be that it was it was understood <laughs> that you didn't have to scream it to the world. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, you know, like uh, there's this, it's that hedonism, right? It goes back to that, right? It's, it's, it's cool to be like, hey, with what we believe, dude, you can fuck whoever you want, yeah. wherever you want. We're fucking wild, man. Like we do crazy shit. And you're like, well, that, you're like young. You're like, cool. That sounds cool. Right. But it used to be that you had your, your wife and your spouse and you weren't loud about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you had great sex and you did great mm-hmm. things and pleasure was awesome. And the joy was there, that long lasting yeah. joy. Because having that emotional bond to somebody and really building that makes for a much more fulfilling experience versus, I don't know, sucking a dildo on a street, yeah. you know, with a pride flag flying behind you. I'm yeah. sure people get pissed about that one. <laughs> but it's it's this idea that you have to shout from the rooftops what you're doing, right? And it comes down to that individualism, right? America has always been a little bit of an individualistic society, right? We've taken pride in the man and pride in the woman who can excel. Amelia Earhart, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, these people, these, these mountains of people who did incredible things, but that slowly morphed into everybody is now exceptional, but not very few people are exceptional, right? Yeah. That's the sad thing. Well, it's not the sad thing. It's just the fact of life is, is that you're building towards a really great country, right? Not everybody has to be exceptional and be this incredible person that everyone wants to be. So it's this idea that by joining this movement that you can get all that, you know, it's, it's just, it's this idea that individuality has gotten to the point where it's, it's, it's gotten to the hedonistic level of just pleasure and self-fulfillment and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I do want to kind of segue back into. Sure. I I could could talk about hedonism, (laughs) the downfall society forever. Um, Just kind of in relation to women and and firearms and firearm safety and training. (laughs) I'd love to. Um, So I've read the statistic that says uh, being able to carry reduces homicide, aggravated assault, sexual assaults by 5%. So how important is it for women to get properly trained and carry? Good. So I want to address two things there. Um, One, I always think those percentage points are interesting because... um, I can think of multiple women that I know that I've had the opportunity to talk to who have shared stories of deterring assailants 
from sexually assaulting them, from raping them, from mm-hmm. pursuing them by drawing that gun. Like, for example, how would I, how would I be able to say to somebody, uh, you know, somebody's running towards me, I draw a gun and I'm like, oh yeah, he was about to rape me. I don't know what the fuck he's about to do to me. That's a really hard thing to quantify. And a lot of that stuff is not reported a lot. All of my friends I talk to when they've drawn their weapon on somebody and they back down or something like that and they've run off, they didn't report that stuff. There's nothing to report really. Right. Um, so that's a hard number to quantify. I think it's much greater. Yeah. Sorry, tell me the question one more time. So how important, how is? important is how important is it for women to learn how to properly train and oh. carry? So from there, I think it's a much higher number. And then two, I can seal carry every day. I can seal carry everywhere I, I go because um, I believe it's uh, it's a duty as a trained man, as a, as a man who has my experience to carry a weapon. I think I should yeah. and I'm trained and I'm good with it and I, I know what I'm doing. So therefore, I'm going to carry in case anything arises. But the chance of something arising in Idaho is pretty low. Uh, crime's very low here. There's not a lot going on. The chance of, uh, of a man chasing me down in the park and trying to sexual assault me are pretty low because I'm probably going to kill him with my bare hands. Um, so when we talk about women concealed carrying, this is something that's been a little bit newer. I'm seeing a lot more women concealed carrying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because the chance of you possibly having something maybe occur much higher than me. Yeah. So your chance of actually needing to use that weapon are unfortunately much higher. And we can talk about why that occurs and the breakdown of society. And mm-hmm. I could go on that for hours. Why we have these problems of sexual assaults and rapes. Sure. But as a woman, yeah, 100%. You should be focusing so much on concealed carry. You should be focus, focusing so much on your draw and on how your gun presentation is. How does that weapon recoil? How do you follow through with that recoil? What is it like if you get tackled to the ground? How do you draw that gun once yeah. you're on the ground? And this is terrible stuff because I have a lot of friends who are women who live in cities where this is a common occurrence, yeah. where sexual assault is a thing that just happens on the daily. But these women aren't women who want to engage in gunfights. Sure. They, don't, they don't want that kind of stuff. They're artists. They're, they're lawyers. They're doctors. They want to just live their life. And they don't want to have to carry a gun. And it's so sad that we've gotten to a point where women are most precious fucking resource we have, yeah. not just in this country, but on this entire planet. And I could talk about that forever. <laughs> that women have to carry so much because we, we're having these problems. And this isn't just an American problem. This is a worldwide problem. Yeah. But yes, women should be training hard. Yeah. You should be trained to the high level. And like, I can talk about Sig, Rose doing all these amazing things and Lena Mitchell well, and stuff. That's and, my follow-up oh, question yeah. is, is what are some good outlets? Because I know you mentioned the, um, yeah, so, the other one earlier. Yeah, so... So my wife, uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Ash, right? Um, Who is awesome. Yeah, Ashley Jones, my wife. That was awesome. <laughs> so she um, got linked in with Sig and Sig, well, let me rewind here. Lena Michalik, mm-hmm. a daughter of Jerry Michalik. Jerry Michalik is a world champion shooter, widely considered the best shooter in the world. Incredible speed, super nice guy, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. His daughter, Lena Michalik, somehow inherited all this shooting experience just genetically and she is a fucking firecracker of a shooter. And she could beat me any hour of the day, rested, unrested, eyes closed. She'd destroy me in, 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 in shooting. She is so good. So she decided to, um, she's a world champion shooter. She's won championships all over the world. She's incredible in every discipline. She decided to dial back from that. And she's focusing on women training and women specific concealed carry and women specific guns. So we talk about a person who's really trying to push it forward. Lena Mitchell is doing awesome things, mm-hmm. right? So she uh, got together with Sig and Six Hours doing this rose um, and they're making all these specific products for women. So I definitely checked that out. My wife went to that training, which was woman specific. Um, we have to mention Haley Strategic. Um, some chick who shoots, uh, that's her Instagram. She does a lot of the women specific mm-hmm. training. Ash also just went to that course. Ash is a regular gunfighter now. Um, and that's really good. You have Breda that's starting a woman specific school. Mm-hmm. Um, you have incredible Instagram shooters who are women who like show that like, man, it doesn't matter that you're a woman. If you, if you adjust for what your strengths are, because obviously a woman doesn't have as men, as much upper body strength as a man, right? There's differences, but you have a lot more hip power, a lot more leg power. Generally, how many, how many, uh, <laughs> what's the meme of like the girl dating the guy and the girl has way thicker thighs than the guy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Using that to your advantage. So like Amy 556, she's a girl up in Alaska. She shoots in like negative 80 all the time. I don't know how she has internet. I guess like a moose carries her Instagram (laughs) posts like to somewhere there's internet, but she shoots all the time and she does incredible stuff. So we talk about all these really good examples of women shooting. It's awesome because um, 
you know, prior to this, I saw a lot of like women in bikinis and kind of pornographic related material around women shooting that was appealing to men. But now we're seeing these incredible women coming forward and being phenomenal shots. Yeah. And that's what I love to see. So we're seeing a lot more of that. And I think it's only going to get better. Those are like the initial resources. I'd say I'm sure I missed, you know, girls who I know who, who shoot a lot and I don't mean to slight anybody. Those sure. are those, just the ones that are coming off the top of my head. So it was, it was interesting talking to Ashley earlier, actually, because when she went through this, this last training, yeah. she mentioned the simulation that they do. And she said, all of the training that she had learned kind of went out the window under pressure. Yeah. So what's like, what's a good tactic women can learn or anybody really that could learn? So that's a really good question. Yeah. So in the military, it's what we call stress inoculation. Yeah. It's this idea that we expose you to stress in increasing severity in order to get your body used to it. Yeah. Because, for example, have you, have you guys ever been in a fist fight before or anything like that? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Look, look. You want to go? Right now. I love you. Let's go. Have you ever, well, any argument. Have you ever been in an argument? Yeah. yeah. Remember the first time getting in an argument, like, chest, chest is a little tight, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, somebody's yelling at me, and all yeah. that. That's like your first little stress inoculation. Yeah. And after argue a few times, fine, I can scream at somebody all day, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with like a fight uh, or with combat training. And so what Ash is doing is essentially combat training. It's training to, to be in a gunfight. So what she um, experienced is what's called the Vertra system. It's this 180, well, it's like a 220 degree screen all around you. It's all filmed with live actors and you have a, a, a laser gun that feels just like a Glock 17. It recoils just like a Glock 17. It makes gunshots just a Glock, like a Glock 17 and everything looks realistic. So when these scenarios start, you'll be like, uh, you know, in a parking lot and somebody will get stabbed and she'll start crying, screaming. The guy will hold his knife at you and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And like, you have to issue the commands. These are all real actors. It feels so real. And so even though it's not real, the screen encompasses you. So you feel like you're in the scenario. So I remember the first time I did it, like, I I think I, I, I got him to the ground. They're like, what are you doing? You didn't say anything to him. You just like committed murder. I was like, Oh shit, what am I doing? Right. And so to, to get better at that, you got to do it. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to highly recommend that you guys take the D7 course. I'm going to set that up for you. In fact, you guys are going to go to the D7 (laughs) course with Ashley um, and learn it. And it's, it's really interesting to watch your body get used to the stress Mm -hmm. because you'll go through multiple scenarios. And by the end one, you're issuing commands. You're saying, Hey, you need to go call 911, go get to safety. Then you'll see somebody draw a gun. You say, sir, please drop the gun, drop the gun. And then he'll aim it at you and you'll instinctively bring that gun to your eye because you've been trained so much in the system. And the instructor, Trevor is incredible. Um, Or some chick who shoots. I don't know. I'm Paige. Uh, Paige is her name. I don't know. I keep (laughs) calling her by her Instagram name, but they're incredible. And you'll get so naturally just, good at aiming that gun because you do want it to be second nature yeah which is the unfortunate part about this because i wish it didn't have to be but you do want that draw to be to be just natural for you when you bring it up to your eye and you immediately have that point of aim and this training will help with that immensely so highly recommended taking it well and you guys will but if you're watching (laughs) highly recommend you take it a lot of different places have the virtual system but i definitely am a fan of Haley strategic because of how they incorporate a lot of the science behind how your brain and your eyes work and react under stress it's a really yeah. good course yeah i think that's really important to know how to handle a weapon under stress and yeah like my story with the scary interaction was in charlotte north carolina which is where i moved from and a lot of the followers are from i was going on a run at midday and it was not sketchy at all like it's those times when it's dark where you feel like you need to have safety on you and that you need to be more cautious but it was during the day going on a run happened to be on the phone with my dad while i was running there was a guy at the bus stop across the street and running and i saw him like cat i heard him cat call me and i ignored it and he was getting frustrated because i wasn't responding to this so do, obviously do, do cat calls ever work i i don't never, think yeah they never don't, work don't even try it's like just, a dick pic don't don't ever just, yeah, just don't do it no one wants to be called horrible names on the side of the street it doesn't get you women so on the phone with my dad i'm like my dad like heard it i was like this, i'm just gonna cross the street this man's cat calling me so like his, he started to cross by me so when i crossed he like started darted after me and started chasing me oh yeah that's a great way to get a woman yeah so that's a, not how you do as, it also known as assault yeah yeah so this man is chasing me he's like six four super tall and you're in america doesn't this guy know that's how you get shot yeah yeah, so didn't have a gun. Oh, so Lord. he pointed to the story, had no gun on the phone with my dad. My dad's like, run. I'm like, 
I am running, not a very good runner. <laughs> so as I'm running like two blocks away from my neighborhood and there was like a business and some woman was pulling out of the parking lot and she ended up hitting me because I, I didn't like stop. You got hit by a fucking car? Twice. One in Nashville, one in Charlotte. That was my first time being hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> Bad luck. But it was actually good luck because when she hit me, yeah. <laughs> when she hit me, she got out of the car and was like, are you okay? I'm going to call 911. And like, I dropped my phone. So it actually dropped the call with my dad. So I think he thought something was happening. Like he didn't know that oh, I was dude, hit by as, a car. As a father, I, yeah, I, I would. As he was like panicking already before that happened. Vibrate through the earth to get to you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was like, he ended up like calling my ex who I lived with. And the woman was like, I'm going to call the police. And the guy was like frazzled, like standing there, didn't know what to do. And like, obviously he was chasing me and I just didn't care. I grabbed my phone, picked up, started running back home just because I wanted to get home. I'm like, I'm not waiting. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's armed either. Like, yeah. had I stopped and hung out to see what he wanted, I don't know if he's armed. I have no idea. So I picked up my phone, ran home, called the police. They never caught him. But in that kind of situation, like this man's darting toward me. I am not that fast. If that woman didn't stop and hit me, like, Jesus. thank gosh I got hit by a car. My God. But like, if she didn't, I have no idea what would have happened. It, it's it's insane though, because I you, you hear... You hear stories like you that I, I can't imagine the terror I would feel yeah. if there was a man like that with that size difference. Like that would be the equivalent of like a six, seven foot, seven foot two man running at me. Like, holy <sighs> shit. Um, but you hear a lot of people, they're like, well, you know, if a, if a, if he caught up to you and he has nefarious intent or if he's, if he's chasing you, he has fucking nefarious intent. Yeah. They're like, oh, like, if you heard like all the anti-rape stuff, they're like, vomit on yourself, pee yourself, like look unattractive. I'm like. Have you seen videos like CCT, uh, CCTV video of women who have actually been assaulted? It's fucking horrible. Yeah, they don't care because they're insane. They're insane. And also, rape is a very serious charge, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's It can incur some, depending on what state occurs in Idaho, you'll get shot. Uh, <laughs> but it depends. But the point is, nobody likes a rapist. In jail, you're going to get murdered. So what do you think they're going to keep a witness? No, these videos of these women who get assaulted, they're they are either beat to death or the shit is beat out to the point where they have actual brain damage. Like there is, you need to defend yourself against this. There is no, if this occurs to you, unfortunately, you need to be able to defend yourself and being a woman, you're typically going to be smaller than the guy going after you. He's typically going to be stronger than you. There is a sex difference between males and females. Yeah. And I think it's important for women to be physically fit. Uh, and I think it's also a great bonus to train combatively, maybe like train BJJ or boxing, whatever it may be. However, nine times out of 10, a man is always going to be bigger than you. Yeah. And the fact that you just took off running and you kept running is the guy was bigger than you. Yeah. Like what was, I know people that are against guns say that you can use your you can punch and do things to Man's protect yourself. Always going to be. What are you going to do to six yeah. foot four? Was I going to was yeah. I going to punch him? Because that wouldn't have worked. You no. punch him in like the stomach. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. And I I don't know what I would have done in that situation because they teach you all these tactics, especially in high school. Like you go through that uh, self defense, and yeah. that just doesn't help in this kind of situation it when doesn't. you have a man that is twice, maybe three times your weight. Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. No, a man's always. Like I said, nine times out of ten, a man is always going to be bigger than the woman, especially a predator. Yeah. A predator is always going to go after somebody smaller than them. So be armed. Yeah. And I see a lot of women carry pepper spray and taser and like, good on you. I understand in certain Mm -hmm. areas you can't, like New York. God help you guys out there. It's so hard to get a pistol permit. It's fucking criminal. And so, but a taser requires two leads of contact in the skin in order to to paralyze other. There are tasers. I have two shots now, but like... Do you want to trust yourself to that? And pepper spray, I get it. It hurts. I, I power through it all the time. And I'm sure a pissed off six foot four dude is going to power through it as well. <sighs> Unfortunately, sometimes people got to die. Yeah. If somebody decides that they're going to take away that from you with rape, with sexual assault, or God knows what they want to do to you. Sorry, man. Time to get in the forever box. You're going to yeah. eat a 147 grain slug. And so when we talk about training, I want women to be so armed that People double think that they, they think to themselves, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't. Cause they're already in many conservative States, there's a real hesitation to break into a house. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I don't want to eat like a slug through my fucking brain. So I want a, a guy to look at like a little girl running and be like, Oh yeah, I think I got that. And he's like, do I want a hundred mm-hmm. you know, 15 grain slug to go through my brain and kill me immediately? Nope. I think I'll just yeah. 
fuck off and go get killed on a drug deal or something. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Go do whatever the fuck you're going to do to die. But <sighs> it's unfortunate it has to get to that point, but I want all women armed. 100%. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy that that happened to you. I Holy know. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I was so scared to go on runs after that. And also in North Carolina, it's so much harder to get your concealed carry. I think, especially during COVID. Oh, great it was job, backed North up. Carolina. You're really protecting your citizens. Yeah. Sorry. It was backed up. It took, like, I think, like the waiting period because of that was like a year and a half. It took so long. So didn't have a concealed carry, but I was really scared to go on a run again. But also, like, I have the right to go on a run. It's my life. This is my neighborhood. Yeah, you I'm not going to stop running because some insane man chases you. So it's like you can't be scared and you can't change your life. But there are things that you can do to protect yourself, yeah, which sure. is why we're going through this. I think it's really important. Yeah. And especially, like you said, as a woman, we are just caught in the thick of it with being a target, unfortunately. You're, you're living in a society that is currently decaying. And it's decaying because we've lost our way morally. I truly believe that. And as women, our womanhood is being stripped from us. Oh yeah. Well, it, it's it's. Uh, I I saw a really good meme about this. I, I love my followers. You're like a, a meme god. I'm a meme god. So um, <laughs> the meme was right. Uh, what a hundred years ago, a woman suffrage, right? Yeah. Suddenly, a woman got these incredible rights that they should have had the entire time back. They were allowed to vote. They were becoming more like citizens, and women kept gaining a lot of their autonomy back. Um, Women weren't treated as second citizens anymore. They were respected the way they should be respected as as uh, powerful, as courageous women, as nurturers, as things that they should have been from the very beginning. And then uh, the greatest deceit we've ever done is uh, men can't handle it. So they're like, hey, we're going to take that back now. I'm a woman now. Right. Yep. And that's bullshit. That's weak ass fucking men. Yeah. Let me say that again. If you're a man who says you're a woman, you're a weak ass man. Fight me. Fucking dare you. <laughs> Fight him. <laughs> Fight him. Fight him. But Fight it, him. It, it's fucked up, dude, because we've taken away this. Um, sorry, guys. Religion is correct. God is real. We're taking away the sanctity of woman. What makes woman so special? This ability to create life. And it's been reduced by this movement to, oh, your bonus hole. Yeah. Yeah, the what? fuck are you well, talking friction about? Friction preferences, yeah, really? Friction preferences, like what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, it's not just a fucking hole, dude. It's no. this is how life is created. This is something that's incredibly special yeah. and incredibly like it, it's so important. The fact that we're starting to women are starting to lose their place in society mm -hmm. over this that men are now able to like you have women who work their entire lives to to get to the top of their physical peak right these yeah. women who are incredible weightlifters are incredible uh, very famously swimmers yeah. mm -hmm. and suddenly have a dude hop in and just crush their records and he's like well looks like i'm the best woman now well i play i played softball for 12 years and looking back at it now at what's going on now within women's sports it's like that would have been so devastating having worked so hard for so many years to get to a point where you feel really great about your successes, how hard you've worked, the determination, the motivation, all of that stuff put in, blood, sweat, tears for years to be just taken away from you in a moment because a man yesterday decided he wanted to identify a as a woman. mediocre male athlete decided yeah. to become the best female athlete yeah. in the world. Because he could. Yeah. It's stupid, man. There are, there are, of course, sports that are co-ed, right? There are sports that, sure. but that mm -hmm. it doesn't, that the physical strength isn't as big of a... Um, of a deal where it's more about the intelligence, the intellect, like, sure, those have always been co-ed. Yeah. But when we talk about things that require a lot of strength and that you're allowing these men to just transition into it and fucking shame on the men and the women who allow that to happen first off, like, yeah. fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're taking away so much from women. It's insane. It, I can't it, believe that. That's we're, what it is. It's insane. I can't believe that we're actually going back to undermining undermining women and to taking their rights away it's like oh Full yeah you circle. guys yeah dude it's like oh you guys are very special you guys get your own locker rooms to change by the way men can hop in there with you now yeah sorry you gotta look Full at a dick change. and if you don't want to look at that dick you are a fucking bigot mm -hmm. like fuck you i think it's because what we are seeing now is people don't have a value to life anymore and we yeah. see that with pro the the fight for pro-life and abortion and now we're seeing that with men thinking that they can just become women with people wanting to euthanize their lives because they just don't want to live anymore and they're making that a thing in canada now so we're seeing this whole trend of people devaluing life in so many aspects and it's when you are changing your gender and going against god's will you don't value life agreed yeah, yeah. 
I just can't believe it's gotten to this point. Uh, I, I feel like there's got to be a, a rubber band effect at some point where mm-hmm. we go. I've said, I've said this a lot to Ash. I'm like, Hey, either in 10 years from now, we were like, Hey, remember when it was really fucking crazy and like a dude could just hop into a woman's weightlifting, you know, sport and be like, I fucking crush you all. Or when, uh, you know, a, a, what we used to consider a sexual assault, which was man flashing a woman, right? If a man 10 years, well, like 20 years ago, a man hopped into a woman's locker room and exposes genitalia. Where's he going? For, he's going to jail for a decent exposure. Yeah, but now he goes in and does that. What mm-hmm. happens? Powerful, oh, beautiful, powerful respect. So brave. There's got to be a point in ten years where we get there and we go, "Wow, that was really fucking crazy." I can't believe we got to that point. I'm so glad we kind of got back on track, or we're just going to be devolved to fighting with sticks. Because there's going to be nuclear wars, and yeah. it just it can't continue like this. There's no way this train of thought can continue in my mind and and produce a a well functioning society. It's it's got to be spiraling down if we keep doing this dude well i think it, it comes back to what peyton said morals and values and and, and good parenting yeah yeah there's holy shit man a, a father of the society right good parenting creates yeah. creates something with good it people and i think i've mentioned this before on a previous podcast is you your parents instill values in you that they learn from their parents and so on and so on and so on and then when you go out into society you then learn from each other and then you learn the values that that person learned and somehow or another you kind of instill those values in each other. And then now, because we live in a godless society, we live in a valueless society, we're all getting confused in this. It's not a melting pot anymore. It's just a pile of sludge. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me double check. Make sure it's still good. Cool. Awesome. I'm just making sure it switched over to the second card. Um, what was I saying? Fuck. Oh, yeah. we, so we talked about this on our last drive back from the ranch yeah. um, yesterday, but it's this idea that, um, you know, if my mom were to talk to me on a seven or six, and she'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have been like, I would like to be a velociraptor yeah, because I really love Jurassic Park. And I think that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. This idea that we're going to six-year-olds and seven-year-olds and being like, hey, I know you were born a boy, but would you like to be a girl? Mom would be really proud of you if you're a girl. Are you a girl? 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 And they're like, I, I guess I'm a girl. Yeah. Like, Mom's so proud of you. Are you bisexual? I don't know what that is, but sure. Are you proud of me? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? You, your kids are, are, you're supposed to educate your kids. You're supposed to tell your kids what is correct. Not fucking let these kids make inane decisions when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. It's this crazy virtue signaling to get like social credit points. Like, look at my kid. They're bisexual, non-binary fucking pony. I don't even fucking know, dude. You need to think about as a kid, when your parents ask you a question, there's a little bit of fear in the back of your head. Sure. Like, is this, is my answer going to be wrong? Uh, what if I answer it wrong? Am I going to get punished? Um, like, there's always that fear in a kid. I want to, I want to. I want to make my parents proud. Exactly. So making my parents proud is being a binary, non-sexual <laughs> pony, Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then yeah. I guess I'm a binary, non-sexual, asexual, whatever the fuck it is. You know, it's <laughs> Unipex. <insane. laughs> it, yeah. yeah. T-Rex are, I don't, I don't know. It's when did, when did we, when did we get to this point where, where we're not able to teach anything because everything's, nothing's correct anymore. It's this, I, this, I, I talked about this before. <laughs> This hawk is going crazy out there. I talked about this before, but it's this idea that there's no right or wrong. Yeah. It's a big old kind of gray sludge that we all kind of walk through. And it's like, no, there is a right and a wrong. I'm sorry. And that's tough to deal with because it sucks being wrong. It mm-hmm. sucks making a mistake, right? It sucks being held to a standard. That's really fucking hard to deal with, but it's good for you. It's mm-hmm. good for people. It's good to make men. It's good to make righteous women of good moral character. It's important that we hold people to standards and that we stick to them, that we have morals to uphold. This idea mm-hmm. that fuck as much as you want, do whatever the fuck as much as you want, everything's happy, everything's good. Not correct. Yeah, there will be no legacy to pass down and with fam- with family and creating tradition and values, you're passing a legacy. Yeah. Like that creates the future of America. When yeah. you are raising kids right and sharing your 
religious values to them. They're going to show that to their children and their children and their children. But right now what we have, what are they giving to the rest of the world? Like when you leave this earth, what are you leaving here? They're leaving their, uh, the dog masks where the people have them on leashes and walk them down the street. Have you seen that? And then, then the kids go up and they pet the, the dogs and it's very wholesome. Mm -hmm. I've said this before. Very wholesome. They're trying to normalize this with children. They're coming after the kids. Yeah. I think bestiality is next. They're going to come after your dogs and your cats. It took a turn. I know. What what, what was the saying? They were like, uh, it's along the same uh, thought. It's like, it's like, why don't, why are you so worried about drag queens dancing for your kids? And I'm like, the question is, why do drag queens want a audience of children? Yeah, but they won't answer that one. That's a tough one. They won't answer it. (laughs) No answer. Why the fuck do you want an audience of children for something that's so sexual? No. Yeah. And that, that brings back to your point about, you know, a man walking to a woman's locker room and exposing why? himself. Why? So why, why is it okay Sexual for gratification. a man dressed up as a woman why dancing provocatively that? and grinding and twerking on the floor? How is that not, yeah. you know, grounds for being on this sexual predator list? Like I said before, 10 years from now, either everything was really fucking crazy and we're good now or... Yeah. I don't know. So in 10 years, we are going to sit down we, with yeah. Mike and Ashley, and we are going to have a time capsule. So we're going to look back at this and see what's changed in 10 years. And God willing, we have our country back. We're here. Yeah. It's all gray. All the trees are burned yeah. down. There's like a fire. We're going to be sitting in I'm this like, spot. Half, half our faces are melted and mutated from the nuclear yeah. war. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, so it was a nuclear war. <laughs> well, I know we kind of strayed off of 2A. Oh, yeah, we, back to 2A. Yeah, back to 2A. I'm yeah, no, on. it's totally fine. I think where, where this discussion led yeah. was Way great. Better. Yeah. It's all connected. We got a little bit of gun in there. We got a little bit of American freedom, values, morals in there. And, you know. We just want to thank you for taking time and, and inviting us out here. And happy to be here. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Super Mike. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. So again, this is Mike. Grand thumb. Thank you. This he, is him. Are, is your thumb granded? Uh, I did it for a video. Yeah. And it was like the most low effort video we ever did. And everyone <laughs> loved it. Yeah. It's like 7 million views. You're not familiar with that term. I, I've seen what makes you cheer. Yes. <laughs> yes well guys thank you so much again thanks mike oh no problem thank we'll you. be back we're gonna do this again can't yeah. wait you are gonna stay in your house i'm just kidding that's, that's fine I know you, guys are, <laughs> you guys are coming over for dinner Actually, we're invading <laughs> all right guys we will see you on the next one bye guys bye Yay. and hit record